Hi, this is Isabella Johnston. I'm the Intern Whisperer with Employers for Change. Today's tip of the week is you want to be sure to include everyone in the conversation. Think about what would a typical meeting look like at your workplace? Does everyone in the room have an equal opportunity to speak or are are only the loudest voices recognized? Do you give people the time to process information and collect their thoughts while in the meeting so they don't feel pressured to raise thinking on the spot and make comments? These are the questions that you, as the leader of your HR organization or as the CEO, you want to be able to ask these questions by looking at yourself and saying, hmm, if you see more than a no than a yes, then you definitely need to make changes. So welcome to the Intern Whisperer. The show is all about the future of work and innovation. And today's guest is really an interesting man. His name is Albie Shanefelter, and he is the founder of Three Bs. And he's going to tell us all about that, but not just yet. We're going to be, as all of you listeners know, we always focus on five words that describe the person. What? But before I even do that, I'm going to take one more step back. So what's super cool is when we were talking and getting to know each other, you know, he like worked at IBM. He's a stage four cancer survivor. Well, I'm going to say survivor because that's where he is in my head. And he started this awesome organization, 3Bs. He'll tell us about that. And he's got this really cool story about adaptive golf. You guys are going to hear all kinds of cool stuff. So, um, Albie, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Isabella. I really appreciate you having me on. Yep. This is going to be so much fun. So I always start with five words that describe yourself. And I know when we were talking, you have more of like phrases and that's okay. 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 So you want me to say? Yeah, you're gonna go and say them. So the 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 top three are like uh, the daily mantra and like everything that I'm doing, um, which I'm saying I'm using my journey as a force of good in the world. Um, So is around the mantra of of be strong, be kind. um, Sorry, be well and be kind. So be strong, be well, and be kind. Um, and that's the three B's. So three B's.org. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and with that, you know, I will say that you can, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this, but like you can survive and learn to thrive and learn to live again and live well through almost anything that life throws at you, mm-hmm. no matter how terrible it is. Um, the sun will rise tomorrow. So yeah. if it does, we get up and try again. Yeah, yours. We're going to use the concept of gratitude quite a bit, the value itself, um, quite a bit through the show, just so our listeners know, because this show airs during Thanksgiving week and we want people to always remember there's so much that we can be grateful for, right? Oh, yeah. So, gratitude, um, you know, gratitude is definitely one of the top five. Um, and then, you know, just a little tidbit that neuroscience has proved that you can't be anxious and grateful at the same time. It's just the way our brains are wired. So, you know, if you have a little gratitude practice every single day um, or a couple times a day, just even if you do three things um, like my breath, I'm glad I have fingers, whatever, or, you know, um, I'm glad that I was invited to this. I'm very grateful. Right. Um, yeah. 
And then if you can stay in that state, it really is a game changer for you. And that can also, that, that feeds the resiliency. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get yeah. it. Yeah. So much, gonna, go ahead. So much to the point where um, I'm at a point where I, I've kind of held the community at arm's length because I also have a chronic pain condition called trigeminal neuralgia, which is eye teeth and cheek pain. Um, but I've learned to live with that and live pretty darn well for over a decade. And um, I had multiple brain surgeries fighting it and it caused a few problems and it fixed a few things. But with that, that's the battle proven path. Um, But, you know, I'm grateful that it's given me the opportunity to serve so many people and get out there and send the message. Um, Yeah, and educate them about what this condition is and how you can overcome it yeah yeah i mean you, you'll have you know your um natural healers and you'll have you know your doctors and your whole roster frankly of of helpers and let them be the experts in there and then you focus on you and right like have you laughed today that's mm-hmm. my number one thing like you know have you isabella have you had a laugh here yeah you've had me laughing now before we started oh, okay well then <laughs> That's good. Yeah, we're doing it now. <laughs> oh, here we go. We'll bring up, we'll bring up this guy. So go. If you need a little hug. He's your guy. So yeah, yeah, you have toys. I have toys on my desk too, but um, I'm gonna go back to something that we were originally talking about. How do you define what gratitude means? Hmm. Gratitude means to me as um, you know as uh, looking inward and outward um, for something you appreciate. And it's, it's really that simple, um, you know, and it can be expected, unexpected, you know, internal, external. It can be simple or complex. Like it, it, it really doesn't matter. I mean, the, the, the key is, is to, to practice learning to let the gratitude in to the point where with all this, Oh, where I was headed was um, I recently had a, a launch party f- planned for 3Bs.org, but I didn't quite get finished and ready in time. So uh, instead of canceling, my family and friends were like, nope, we're having it. And so we called it Gratitude Fest uh, 2022. And it was like the most heartwarming, loving thing that like I've experienced almost in my whole life. Uh and as we head into these winter months that are going to be tough, and we're talking about chemo, in addition to the three treatments, um, you know, we just need needed that extra gratitude to fill up. And um, I think if you can learn to take down your walls and let the gratitude in, I think there is some of this, You, we block the gratitude from coming to us. Um, and it's there. You just have to be open to it and start practicing. And it's hard at first. Yeah. If you go to the mirror and say, I'm grateful for you. That's hard. Yeah. Right? It is. This is another 10, but like smile therapy, like, can you get in the mirror and smile at yourself for 30 seconds? Um, you know, try it. And if it's hard, well, maybe that's something to practice on. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it absolutely is. One of the things that I've done is when I'm in my place of like uh, feeling sorry for myself, yeah. Or whatever. You know, I sit here and I go, hmm. I went to a a retreat 
for women at church. And this woman was talking about a lot of challenges that she had. So what she did is she would set the timer on her oven, her stove for 15 minutes and she would just feel sorry for herself. And then she went, okay, well, I'm still feeling bad. She did it three times and she realized she spent 45 minutes feeling nothing but bad. And yeah. she said, well, what can I do? And she decided to, because it's a faith-based, you know, event. Yeah. She said, well, I'll start praying. And so she began to pray because all of the things that were happening were like some of your story too, to be honest. And she realized that she always has a choice. The outlook is the yeah. choice. And she just, you know, shared that. But I go for a walk and I will spend five miles, six miles walking and going, okay, let's count everything you have to be gra grateful for, you know? Oh, wow. And I, I mean, do that. Count your blessings. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. The fact that I can walk, the fact that I have two feet, the fact that I, I am breathing all of these things, you know, it made me get out of that. I'm well, you touched on the adaptive golf. And so yeah. I just want to say something about that community and all adaptive sports. Um, it was amazingly inspiring to see, you know, everything from, you know, um, and I'm sorry, I don't remember the exact names, the diseases, okay. but the short stature, um, individuals, the, um, the guys who are built with, you know, the, the tiny hands, um, oh, yeah. you know, amputees and like getting out there and just living, right. Like, you know, getting out there and, and seeing that they, you know, they are grateful for, you know, still being here. And despite what everyone else thinks is horrible, um, they decide that, nope, I'm going to get on and live. And so for me to like, be invited to go there and now compete um you know i did finish 14th at the u.s disabled championship this year but i want to win um but then taking it back to your choice so if you can see this yeah um i have this up on my wall well wait a minute just so our listeners know if on video they can see oh, it yeah. but for the ones that are not seeing it that are listeners he's holding up a piece of paper and we see two sets of dots and there is a half curve in the middle. So you might yeah. see it as a sad face or a frowny face. And then up top, you write your choice, right? Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. And I have it printed on my wall. Uh, it's a colon and then a um, open parenthesis, a closed parenthesis and then another colon. And, um, you know, I just have a ton of these little things. Uh, but you mentioned timers. So... One of the things that with three B's that the people that we've helped has really bring in to their field of awareness time and, you know, the storm between your ears and um, how much of your day every day do you want to commit to feeling sorry for yourself and stay in that state versus some other state that may be more beneficial to you or make you feel good. Um, and I use you know, uh, being chronically challenged, like I use uh, everything available. So, um, you know, I have my uh, Google hub here or, you know, that I just say, hey, Google set a 20 minute timer. Um, and, uh, you know, then I will know like, oh, you know, check in with yourself. What are you thinking about? How are you feeling? Are you tense? You know, and then whew, let it go and then move towards where you want to be. And all day, just kind of keep moving back keep moving back you know there's technology like um on your phone right we yeah, have yeah. Phone. Uh, and this is the whoop but also like the fitbit and other things um 
can buzz you. You can set intervals to say the little check-ins. And there's like a timer apps and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I had a guest on uh, the show that his his show airs, in, uh, I think it's the third week of January next year. Anyway, his name is Johnny Crowder. And he is in that mental health spectrum also. He mm-hmm. is, uh, he, he, he has a product called Cope Notes and you can sign up for it. It's an app on your, on your uh, phone. And it, all you do to sign up is your phone number, no name, n- nothing else is taken. And it sends you a daily inspiration or a topic to journal on. And I thought that was really cool. So it helps you to also stay in a positive mindset. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And mindset, you know, it's that word is is used so much. Um, and so when I apply it to chronic pain or chronically challenged or really anything that lasts a long time that you got to deal with, um, I just call it the storm between the ears. Um, mm-hmm. But like, you know, that fixed mindset versus growth mindset, right? Like a, a tree that doesn't um bend you know when it's dry when the wind blows it'll break and uh if it's um healthy it'll bend back and forth Mm -hmm. and that's you know kind of how you want to live your life because there's so many external forces forces Mm -hmm. um and half the time we're upset because we're comparing how we wanted to be in our head or what we thought of it should be all these judgments versus what the reality is and if we just accepted the reality like holy crap excuse me uh, is um you're missing out what's happening right in front of me and you know i probably missed about three or four years of being stuck in this like in all the bad parts of chronic pain and um you know it's just sad because i missed all those present opportunities so now as part of my priorities that i literally have uh, on my wall, right by my coffee maker, um, is spending, you know, quality time each and every day with each family member individually, even my son, who's at college, mm-hmm. um, you know, even if it's just like a quick text, you know, just to keep that connection. And, um, you know, we couldn't get him up here for gratitude fest. And, uh, I have another picture, of where we put up a big screen and we brought him in the zoom and, you know, I just get so emotional, um, that, uh, you know, I, I got to see him and he got to be a part of it. And it was really, it was really nice. Yeah, that's touching. I call it um, monkey chatter. Yeah, I, I oh, like yeah. your term, uh, yeah. storm between the ears. I like that a lot. Uh, I also call it, like I said, monkey chatter. It's like, oh, yeah. it just, you know, anything. Monkey brain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, you know, and a lot of it is like, we're in a world where we sit way too much like in front of the screens you know when we get up from the screen we take one with us right and then i pick this up and there's like 30 you know things to look at um so it's just another screen or then you go turn the tv on or then you know you pick up an an ipad right there's always something um but like you gotta have the daily movement um and this is you know it's it's been interesting because i say uh, in my world and all my stuff and everything that we're putting out through three B's is, is from the patient's perspective. You know, I'm not saying that I'm a doctor. I'm not saying that I'm an expert in this because I went to school. I'm just saying, this is what we've done 
through trial and error. Like I have hundreds of pages of notes. Like I have a stack of these notebooks that I just take, you know, it's like, huh, I'm going to write that down. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to write that down. And then later I read something. I'm like, whoa, that's really good. Who wrote that? And then I was like, I did. There should be a book. I'm like, I need the book. Right. Like, and it needs to have a durable cover because like the people that are chronically challenged, like drop stuff and spill stuff. And anyways, um, I I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. If you can, you know, and part of, part of, um, being able just to touch on this part of, you know, and this is kind of a basic skill that we start with is trying to, um, you know, learn to focus and, you know, with that, you know, often you'll hear the breath and it doesn't have to be the breath. The key is to focus on something. So sometimes I will focus on my favorite little golf ball. Um, this is the one I, I use. Is that upside down? Is that- nope. It's, it's the right direction. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, and you know, that is something I've put on my golf balls for like the last 10 years, not even knowing that I was creating something in the world that are going to help someone else. Um, but, you know, I, I can sit there and try and, you know, just focus on that. But, you know, if you can focus on something on like gratitude um, for just 20 minutes, 15 minutes, even five minutes. It like, requires you, right? Oh, yeah. It, well, it's a, it's a two, it's a two, four, or even three, four, right? That's when it's win. That's why I'm like, if you can do the, the be strong, be well, and be kind. Oh my God. Like that's when the magic happens. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to tie up this episode with my entire cancer journey, but I do want to touch on just briefly yeah. um, is, uh, you know, what I learned about food. So I am well, definitely go, go back, though, and okay. just, uh, explain when did you first get diagnosed with cancer? Mm. So I um, well, I mean, so the backstory is right. So I had this chronic pain condition and through had like a strong meditation practice that I was very resistant to start. Like this is some hippie BS that I'm not going to do and rah, 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 which mm-hmm. the chronically challenged, like we have, you know, we're challenged, right. And we're going through some stuff. So, um, but whatever. So I went to the, I went to a class to get trained because I couldn't do it myself. And that was actually wrong because you can't do it the wrong way. It turns out. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, uh, uh, with that, I'm able to reassign the language around the sensations. So now, even though I'm sitting here today, like my face burns, my teeth hurt, my gums burn, my tongue burns, um, I get intense sensations around my temple. Um, but like, it's been so long, like, I don't know anything else. And so if I don't label it and I'm okay with it, then you should be okay. With it. Like the world should be okay with it. But since I had that high... T- pain tolerance is what they said was that I didn't really um, acknowledge and they didn't acknowledge that it was actually cancer spreading. Um, and so it wasn't until January this year um, that uh, I thought I had a kidney stone and um, I went in to get scanned and they um, said, well, you need to go to advanced radiology. And then, I mean, it was, it was, it was, that part was really tough because um, of the way that the doctors were reacting, not the way me and my family, like my wife was there by my side, um, were reacting. It was uh, the way they were reacting to the news. And um, 
and I, I talk about this on the journey, the battle proven past, like, you know, you get the news and you have to process it. And then you got to share the news and then you got to do your treatments or meds. And then you got to share your updates. And this is like things you got to think about because it's exhausting. Right. So if you could just have like a couple different, like, Hey, here's some tips. Like, here's what we learned around that um, is helpful. Uh, but it, so it was in January and um, you know, I'll just tell a short story. So um, I went to the radiologist and then my primary care called me in and uh, I was like, nope, we do, we do this now. We do uh, telehealth. So I want to do a video appointment. And she said, nope, you need to come in. I'm not telling you anything over the phone or in video and you got to bring your wife. And so then Jenny was out in the car and she made me go down and bring her up. And, you know, that was the moment that, you know, not only was her cancer, but they're that they thought it was a lot and then you know then i went to a general oncologist and neurologist and um um you know all the tests and biopsies and everything the gleason score was really high and um when they showed us the scans they i did a pet scan and i have another one like next week um uh, it just lit up um like my spine ribs and then we got to the midsection it was like fireballs um but i said okay well bring on the treatments um that's what you know i'm gonna go home and apply what i know from the three b's and you know i really thought about like how do i get you know drink my own medicine like my own kool-aid like how do i get through this storm between my ears and how do i grieve through this and you know, find meaning in it. And then I was like, oh my God, like I wrote the book, The Battle Proven Path mm. about chronic, unpleasant, um, incurable conditions is really, you know, the the micro target, if you will, um, for people that need the most help. But then it, it'll, it'll help all kinds of people to just like, I'm having a, a string of bad days. But um, for those people, you know, shine a light in the darkness. But I, I saw this, you know, it was just kind of laying on the carpet um, exhausted. And it just came to me that, hey, this is a, another, in their words, lifelong, incurable, unpleasant. So it's another, you know, it's like the universe is telling me like, you did pretty good on that book, but it could be a lot better. And so mm -hmm. we're going to go on the journey again. And so going down the whole path, again, through, you know, you know, getting the news, you know, chasing symptoms, getting the news, sharing the news, doing meds, doing treatments, sharing the updates, um, you know, it really has gotten so much better. And then, you know, collaborating with all kinds of people that are like, this is helping me. This is helping me so much. And I just like, you know, that's where three B's came from. Three B's.org. So you wanted to talk about nutrition and food. So what is it that well, you learned about that? Yeah. So then I was like, well, this is what I can do. And I found some people and I'm going to give a shout out to Chris Beats Cancer because he's been highly influential on my food journey. Um, but uh, there's like five or six different books that I found and there's a lot of fluff, but, um, you know, and antidotes. Um, but like when it came down to it, the common denominator was eating 10 to 12 servings of diverse vegetables every single day. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I don't have a smoothie here, but I make a, I call it, you know, the 11 veggie chewable smoothie because it's literally chewable, like, you know, 
in like all sorts of different colors, all sorts of, and then, you know, they're vegetables. And then a big hunk of ginger, a big hunk of turmeric, um, pepper. Um, and then I use a, a six sp spice um, anti-cancer sprinkle that I got um, from Chris that I make myself. And, um, you know, I've been eating that consistently. And then when we got to the six months, they had told me that the cancer that was far away and it didn't get up into my head, we think, but like you could see it on the spine and on my ribs. And, um, you know, it was just impossible to get comfortable. I was fatigued. I felt sick all the time, but like eating that every day and just, you know, being like, this is what I can do, you know, kind of gave me, um, you know, just even more energy and then putting that out, I was getting more love and gratitude back. And then I put it back out and then it would come back. And, um, you know, we did the, the six month scans and they were shocked. I mean, my lower legs, um, you know, my lower femurs all the way down to my feet, um, the upper spine, the ribs, not only the lesions, um, on the bones, the lesions in the bones are gone like just wow and they said that was impossible like you know and they they had conditioned us that uh i'd be lucky if i did the treatments and live two to three more years and now i was i you know i said well yeah we'll see about that um you know i've already survived so much like let's see you know i got a lot to live for also but um you know, now here we are at nine months, but the, we're already talking about, you know, through the end of the decade and beyond. And I still say that I believe in a world where there's like very little cancer, if any at all, and very little treatments, mm -hmm. um, you know, and along the way, eating all those vessels, like my whole chemistry has changed to the point where um, I don't need to wear readers anymore. My eyesight has improved. Oh. Yeah. My ears have improved. So like, I'm like, I can hear them talking about me in the room, like um, my daughter, my kids. And I'm like, that's not nice. Like, <laughs> like stuff I don't want to hear. So then I don't have them handy, but you know, now I have big Norse canceling headsets because like I hear too much, um, you know, and then my skin, my skin, like I don't even need to use lotion. It's so soft and like, it's just changed by just all these things by just. Um, Lots of vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then, everyone wants to know the recipe, which unfortunately, like I'm not, um, that kind of scientist. I just go to the farmer's market with two bags and I fill them up with, you know, and I ask them to ask, ask the guy that's selling it, like the farmer people, like I'm trying to heal from this and they'll say, Oh, well, you get need to try this. And so, especially the mushroom guy, he's been really helpful on different types of mushrooms and, um, but like even the farmers are like, oh, you need this and this will help clean out that and whatever. But like uh, I fill up two bags and then bring them back and, and, and I save it for bad days. And if you check out any of my videos, um, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty active poster um, on Instagram and Facebook and, and LinkedIn and YouTube and TikTok are coming. But um, you'll see videos of the food and pictures of the food. And if you go to 3bees.org, there's tons of food pictures there. But, um, you know, I save it for when I don't feel well and I need a, a low cognitive energy task, a low physical. And there's just something about touching the food, cleaning it, chopping it, smelling it and tasting it that is just like healing. Like that in itself and it's so grounding 
that I just like, I just feel well inside this bubble of this storm that's going on around me that I still feel good. And then I'm happy. And then, you know, and then, um, you know, I meet someone great um, like yourself that is so kind and generous and, um, you know, just, I don't know how that happened. Like, uh, you know, but like uh, putting, just doing it and putting it out there. Um, but there's definitely something about food. There's definitely something about time with plants and animals, non-human life every day, you know, laughing, um, uh, love heals, you know, gratitude. Wow. Um, you know, all these are big things, uh, you know, and so frankly, uh, I have enough notes in my books already for a second book. It'll be take take control of of, of aiding your healing or something along that path. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because um, you know, I, I encourage you to engage all your roster of people um, and you know listen to them. But I will tell you that you know I don't go to the swim coach to work on my seventy five year golf shot. I and, and I don't go to the golf pro to learn on enhancing my my uh, swimming breathing. So I can swim, you know, 10 more strokes in a mm -hmm. session. And so like when you're going through, you know, and I hear my general oncologist say, yeah, eat whatever you want. You know, the best thing to do is do nothing because you might break some bones and be paralyzed. And then um, that's like, not well, very encouraging. Yeah, no. And then I'm like, well, OK, you're not a bone expert. And I know now it's well publicized in the eight years, like the, the medical practice, like they get two or three weeks of, of nutrition training. They're not nutritional experts, you know, and they prescribe the medicine. Right. That's what they do. Right. That's their expertise. So if you go to them, that's what you should expect. And I wouldn't go to, you know, someone else and say, what kind of like medicine should I get from the pharmacy? I would go to them. So in the same aspect, um, I challenge it. So I went to the bone doctors. I ended up at the head of, of orthopedics and oncology at Hopkins. And um, they were like, yes, you have a body full of cancer and your bones will get brittle if you don't move. So we like the recommendation is that opposite. Eat healthy, you know, get out and be active every single day, just back to the pencil. If you have a pencil and you bake it, it gets really brittle. And then you try and bend it, it'll snap. And that's what happens when you don't move, especially if you're trying to regenerate healthy bone cells. Mm. Get out there and put a little pressure on them, even if it doesn't feel good, even if it hurts, just get out there every day. I mean, right now I'm experiencing a lot of atrophy and I don't know what's happening, but you know, around my elbow, my joints and the bones hurt a lot. My knee, hip, elbow, um, you know, I embraced using cane. Um, sometimes I can't feel my whole leg or control it. There's all these things that happen and I could spend all day worrying about that but you know or I could get on a podcast with you and like put out a good word to all kinds of people I mean I really think we can reach millions of people and really have direct positive impact on their lives and changing many lives mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and, and so why did that well, I, I understand where the three B's came from. And thank you for sharing that story. That is, that's really moving. And you're, I, I'm so inspired by just your positivity, honestly, and, and find that um, something that's going to be infectious in the best possible way for all of our listeners. So 
I would expect that, you know, you'll get some questions because you're definitely seen being seen as a thought leader. I would think mm -hmm. the, um, let's take a step in a light, slightly different direction. So where did you go to school? Like college? Ah, where, what did you graduate with, you know, and how oh, did you get to where you are now? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, being, uh, this is pretty personal, but like being, um, you know, raised in a, a strict Catholic family. Um, I didn't get a lot of free time to, uh, make my own choices. So, uh, I ended up at university of Maryland. I grew up in Maryland. Um, mm -hmm. you can kind of see the flag back there. I get, I, you'll find things, and this is another pro tip, if you will, but like, you'll find things, um, to put, you know, in your day that you draw good energy from like this guy. Oh, um, cute. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, or, um, you know, I didn't make these, but my family made them, you know, and so at events that I go in in person or I send them to folks like you through the mail that are just bands. Um, and then it just reminds you to, to feel well, but it points, I point it towards me when I need an extra lift. So when I go through treatment and recovery, which is brutal, um, especially mentally, um, and then when I want to have more energy and put it out, then I flip it back over. So today is about the day, which is day um, Tuesday. So today would be exactly a week. I got injected last week. So um, that I that I flip it around and I start putting out more and more and more. Um, now, what was the original question now that I went down? The... So where'd you go to school? What oh, yeah. So Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I came out of high school and, you know, uh, as a, um, fun loving athletic, um, you know, math and science focused. Uh, so I went into Maryland as a double E engineer, but I hadn't really, um, been out on my own. And, uh, you know, I even played on the water polo team for a few days, uh, in the coach, was like, you have to come to all the practices. And, uh, and I said, well, there's 6 a.m. And he's like, yeah. And then that day I was like, I'm still up. And he was like, you know, this isn't going to work out. Like, uh, so I switched to general business from electrical engineering. And then when I came out in the world, like I, I didn't really feel like, um, you know, I was using, um, you know, the knowledge that I gained. And this was... Um, you know, around the era of, you know, Microsoft taking off and personal computers and, you know, a, 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 a machine on every desk, you know, that was like a big initiative and, you know, pre-internet. And then the internet came and you had to like manually assign IP addresses. Well, I had taken a, um, and I should probably take some pictures of this, but like I had taken a double uh, period, my easy class of electronics um, in high school and we would fix antique radios and TVs. And I parlayed that into fixing video games because I love to play video games. So I was a big arcade guy and I could fix them. And if I kept them all fixed, then I could play while I worked and I got paid. Um, but anyway, so uh, after I don't know how many years, um, I was just kind of on this course lost for so long. Um, it felt like long. But then I met Jenny and we both kind of um, merged and said, Hey, you know, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? And by then I'd figured out that, Hey, a PC is the same as like anything else. Like it just has 200 parts. One's broken. 
So I was like, I want to be technical. And then I learned about software. And then I learned about, I was fascinated by how this stuff connected together. And so I became a computer networking expert. Um, and then I went back and got a, a, a computer science undergrad because I felt like I couldn't get ahead far enough without having a degree or like maybe, you know, I just needed to prove to myself that I could do that. Um, so I did that while I was working at a startup called Altion Web Systems. And we built that up. Um, I was kind of like a, like a mid-tier technical expert at that time. Um, and, you know, had, I was part of a team, um, but like definitely the advanced team. But that company was um, in the height of dot-com bought for more than $6 billion by Nortel Networks, um, Altion Web Systems. And so that was really learning because uh, it was all paper and um, unfortunately, if you don't sell the stock, it can go into, it can disappear. And it did uh, with the dot-com crash. Like it was horrible. Um, you know, we just like from 135 to 75 to 35. And I said, well, how low could it go? And then Nortel ended up going bankrupt. They're not in existence today. So all that money evaporated, which was such a hard lesson to learn. So then a couple of us worked to, um, uh, start blade networks and so i was one of the early employees um to help get that off the ground um and you know we built a hundred million dollar business from scratch um arr so annual revenue um and i was a big part of it i you know went from being technical into program management because i'm a problem solver i just can't help myself but like we had all these teams and we, we were working with HP and IBM and Dell and NEC and um, all these gigantic companies, but they all had different language. So I, I found like I could make a language map and we could speak their language and, and I could be the moderator, if you will, uh, between them. And then we created a high performance engine to serve them. And, you know, they took it out to the masses. It's a giant many to one strategy. And um to the point where we became the number two data center networking provider in the world. Um, and at that point, IBM acquired us. And that was after like, you know, the financial crisis, which that is a whole nother story where one day I get the reports and I call the IT guy and I said, uh, I think the shipment system is broken because these numbers are like someone turned off a faucet. And they're like, no, those are real. And then, I was, oh, everyone strap in. Like, this is another huge downturn wave coming like this are there's a lot of people here that won't be here and it's going to be sad and hard and you know we got to just stay the course and some of us are going to find it's not the right place for us because it might get really tough and you'll find out who your friends are um but uh you know we made it through that and then we sold it to ibm um and we returned 11x uh to the investors to the VCs that helped us kind of get it off the ground um, on their investment. And so um, it was like a win, win, win. And then, you know, I spent almost five years at IBM to the point where I was uh, running the networking for all of IBM cloud. Um, wow. So that's a long answer. Um, and it's, then, a, it's a, a very thorough answer, but it sounds like it was also a crazy ride. You went from startup to, you know, fast growth to acquisition. And it's just like, that is a roller coaster. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, it ironically that plays into you know my chronic 
pain survival guide, if you will, or like, you know, how to live. I talk about living well around it. Um, you know, those are external forces that mm -hmm. we can't do anything about that. I mean, even now the world we live in, you know, in my crystal ball is full of mud. I don't know what's happening. Um, I do know there's lots of things that we can be doing to make it better. Mm -hmm. And it's my belief that if we all work together, stronger together, that we can actually shine a, more love and gratitude out into the world, um, you know, being strong, being well and being kind, that it's going to actually outshine and um, kill off all the, you know, the, the bad parts of the world. There'll always be people that figure out how to be bad and, and so forth. It's, and it's just like an analogy of the cancer. So if I can keep fueling the healthy cells and I actually meditate on this and I do affirmations too about um, my subconscious to activate the healthy cells, to replicate and grow themselves, to go after the, uh, you know, all the bad unhealthy cells. Um, yeah. And that's also a reason why I'm kind of anti-chemo, but uh, this is a reoccurring discussion we have in oncology. So it's going to happen again next week after we get the scans, but um you know, I'm a big believer in like your body has the power to do much more than you can. And I also say that um, you and everyone as an individual are capable way more than your brain will let you. So if you can start to um, be an observer of your thoughts, which we were starting with, um, you know, paying attention to your breath or paying attention to something and you practice that for a few weeks um, you know, it's boring, annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all just thoughts, right? You're labeling stuff. That's great. But then, um, when you do that, then you can start to look at what is on your mind and what is pulling you away from paying attention. And then that's where the magic is. And then you start thinking about, you know, those are the thoughts that are going to be good for me or like, you know, what thought do I want to have? And, you know, and then there's a whole nother discussion around willpower motivation and inspiration, which all get intertwined. But if you live on willpower and adrenaline, you will not win. You might win a battle, but you won't win the war. You got to find what really motivates you, you know, um, deep down, you know, to take action. Um, what inspires you gives you the spark, right? And then there's days. So I see it as there's three dials and those dials, all you got to do is get up to 10. So if you can use them and twist them till you get to 10, um, you will be successful. Um, and some days it'll be a lot of willpower that you need. For me, on if it's day six of dark, cold rain, you know, willpower is coming. And I know, and I'll spend extra time with my UV light in my recovery layer behind me. Um, and, uh, you know, that just will override some of this darkness. Because when that happens, then I know the dark thoughts start to swirl. And then I'll set a timer and then I'll take a break and I will listen to comedy. Um, even in the, uh, I'll go to run an errand like groceries and you'll see me in the checkout line cracking up like some kind of fool uh, <laughs> that is not in the scene that is actually around him, just laughing his brains out um, about something I heard in my ears. Uh, but it's so healthy. It just floods the brain with the best chemicals. And I'm so grateful that, that I was introduced to that, um, you know, and that's, you know, that's the number one thing I ask people. And it's, it's really funny because it's a, it, a test, like, you know, where they are in their mental state. And they're like, why could you even ask me, you know, things are so bad. 
I'm like, oh, well, okay. And then that is not where we're going to start today. Like we're going to go somewhere else. Um, you know, so we're going to take just a moment, okay. just a moment. Uh, you honestly have been so interesting and we're, we blew past our, our, half oh, no. point, but I want to make sure that we move to the second half pretty quickly here. The Intern Whisperer is brought to you by Cat5 Studios, who help you create games and videos for your training and marketing needs that are out of this world. Visit Cat5 Studios for more information to learn how Cat5 Studios can help your business. Thank you, Cat5 Studios. So and usually in the second half of the show, we talk about the future of work and industries, but I'm yeah. only, only going to give you just two questions. Okay. So I would like to know, the first one is, this one's usually a fun question. What do you think 2030, the jobs in the industries are going to look like? So we are down to like, we have about seven minutes left. Oh, wow. So you have oh, a- wow. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, no, this, this has been good. And then the second question would be your best mentoring advice, but I want to make sure yeah. we have enough time to fit it in there. So what do you well, think? 20 I got opinions. Yeah. 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 Okay. So being a technology executive, you know, successful and unsuccessful, um, you know, through the years, I would say if we look forward um, to the end of the decade, you should be preparing to leverage the technology advancements, right? Just like these videos, like, oh yeah, well, uh, you know, COVID hit and we can't be near each other. Well, it turns out we can do it on Zoom and look, that was actually good because now we have all this video content that we created. Um, but, you know, everyone, AI, um, machine learning, um, blockchain, you know, I'm a big believer in quantum computing, um, you know, I. You know, I'm not the academic. I'm not, you know, I learn by listening, by reading. Um, you know, I've been studying quantum. I go out and talk to people. Uh, I met a CEO um, out of the College Park area, IonQ, um, where, you know, he was explaining, like, if you took Intel's best chip um, and you add 300 zeros to that, um, that's what their entry level can do in a microsecond. Um the uptime wasn't quite great and it's really hard to interface with and all the different providers uh, are doing their own locked in um, proprietary things. So the industry definitely needs a lot of work, but um, I think that alone will cure uncurable, solve the unsolvable. So, you know, for me personally, like using technology to slow down and stay alive, but I think what you should be doing, if you look towards 3030 and um, it what it'll look like is the people are going to separate themselves into the poor me's and the world changed and you know they took away my job and I'm I'm useless now versus the people that say okay how can I be the human in this equation and do what it can't do right mm -hmm. there's always going to be need some sort of human management around this and the companies, you know, the way the capitalism is is set up, like this, to look for efficiencies and, you know, to bring in this automation. And so, um, you know, I you can fight it or you can adapt. And the people that come in with a, a mindset, a, a growth mindset, and say, okay, I want to need to learn again and kind of figure out where I fit in the world as we move forward, are going to be just fine. And then there's going to be a, a whole wave of people that. Or like they wiped out my job. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I think, uh, you know, post-COVID, 
Um, you know, I had done a lot of global, global work, um, you know, pre, uh, just in my previous jobs. And, you know, I think uh, the pandemic has really opened that door for more open engagement across borders um, around the world. So I think we'll see, you know, more global collaboration from um, maybe at the ground level, like folks like us uh, and others that, you know, just want to kind of work together and make the world a better place across, um, you know, across the global boundaries. Mm -hmm. So I think the global will come back and there'll be less of this protectionism uh, at the, at the country level, you know, or whatever organization is that you're, you know, locking yourself into. Um, so I'm going to make you pause there. What okay. is your best mentoring advice that you want to pass on to our listeners? Okay. So, and this goes back to the three B's and that is, you know, you, no matter what journey you're on, there are going to be dark times, you know, and especially, if we're talking to um, leaders and entrepreneurs and, um, you know, even people that are trying to execute their five-year plan on where they want to head, um, there are going to be times where you're just going to think that everything is just unbelievably horrible. But what I'll say is that if you can realize that those are just thoughts and keep, you know, keep in yourself in a state of gratitude and you know find some mantra that works for you you know this is mine and i'll put that out there but um you know um stay the course and every time you fall down get back up and if you can't get back up then don't that's okay, okay too that's the thing is like you know it's all in our heads about what we should be doing but if you need to like just stay down a while and sometimes it's a day, sometimes it's three days, sometimes it's a week, sometimes it's months, sometimes it's years, but you always got to get back up. And so I, my thing is for you is daily resilience. And so what I would say is find something. I mean, I pinned mine to the sun and there are so many mornings that I'm like, that was stupid. I hate this, all this negative um, that I just need to kind of purge. But like if the sun comes up, especially behind the clouds, it's still up there because you've been on planes and you get up above the clouds, it's shining um, that you get up too, right? And try. And, you know, if you fall down, like so be it, right? Then stay down, but get back up and then you fall down. And then if you get kicked while you're down is kind of what I say is happening right now in my personal world, um, then so be it, right? Like, or me, wow. But like, I only want to spend 25 minutes a day maximum in that state. So if you have your daily resilience practice, commit to it and, you know, just do it. Um, you know, don't overthink it. Don't let all these blocks in your brain um, stop you because you can be and do so much more than your mind will let you if you just do it. So. Hmm. hopefully that's helpful not not succinct or concise but um no it's good stuff how can people find you what social oh yeah so um, that's a good question so i use my name mostly at this point i mean please go to 3bs.org um you know um unfortunately i find myself in a, a rough spot um financially and so we're doing a little personal fundraising off that page so if you want to check out more about me and my journey, you know, feel free to do that. Uh, if you don't, so be it. Um, but 
you can find me at 3bs.org, but then, um, you know, uh, LinkedIn, just Albie Sheenfelter. I'm out there. Um, you know, I'm a pretty regular poster and I engage. Uh, and then, um, uh, you know, I'm a goof off on Instagram under Albie the third three RD because um, I grew up Albert the third and Albie is just a little more fun that I find represents me. And then um, on Facebook, uh, I'm being the I'm in the process of, of converting from my personal, which are welcome to you know Facebook friend me. Um, it just Albie Shanefelter, but becoming um, a public image page or I forget what it's called, but um, you know a it's kind of a business page though for sure. Yeah, in in three Bs, it has a page and it will begin publishing. It's on my list here of, you know, 90 days. Yeah. 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 To the Which I greatly appreciate the intern whisperer because, um, it, you know, if I understand, we're going to get some help soon. So yeah, you will. Okay. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you again for being a guest on the show. And this is going to be launching on Thanksgiving. Well, not actually on Thanksgiving Day, the Tuesday of the Thanksgiving week. So for our listeners, you know how to contact him and please send him messages, you know, let him know um, that you're thinking about him, that you'd like to support the organization. He's launching this organization and he's going to need lots of volunteers and lots of help. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it, Isabella. You're yeah. welcome. We want to thank our sponsor, Cat5 Studios, and thank our production team, Josue Gonzalez, Gio Vargas, Dina Burks, and Lester Eccles. We please visit Employers for Change, who brings this podcast to you at www.e4c.tech to learn how you can create real diversity and inclusion culture while skilling your people for the future. Thank you for supporting The Intern Whisper by subscribing to our show on Podbean or your favorite podcast channel. <laughs>